Hey, what's going on, crew? Welcome to another edition of Clinic Growth Secrets. This is your boy, Jeff VK, giving you another solo episode here today. Uh, in fact, actually, what we're going to do is a very serious marketing strategy deep dive. By the end of the show, you're going to have five or six ways to really understand your marketing at a much higher level and ultimately be able to troubleshoot you know, when things are not going as planned inside of a marketing campaign to really figure out what that bottleneck is and how you can quickly solve it to ultimately maximize production inside the business. And so if you're here with us and you're a new listener, uh, just a real quick note that we do have a fee for the show. Uh, the fee is very simple. We do not ask for any sort of monetary donation, checks, debits, credits. We don't ask for any of that. Um, the only thing we ask is if you get some value from the show, you learn something, you get something that really boosts the revenue inside of your business, something that really is impactful to you. Uh, we ask that you share the show with somebody like-minded in your community that could be a colleague, a loved one, a friend, a family member, you know, someone in the industry who would really also get some value from this. Uh, we ask you that you share the show to them so that we can ultimately grow the show on word of mouth. We don't run any sort of ads around here. And uh, we don't plan on it because we believe in total value exchange. If we do good, you can share the show. And if we don't do good, hey, don't share the show. But hey, welcome to another edition. Happy to be here. Um, I'm actually speaking to you guys in a brand new location. Um, just got set up in a home studio. So I'm excited to bring you guys a lot of episodes, um, some solo episodes. We've been putting out a lot of um, guest episodes. We've had a lot of opportunity to really just have nice conversations with you know, people such as like Freddie Domenico, and we talked with Dr. Rhonda recently. And so if you haven't checked out those last couple of episodes, certainly worth a listen, um, but wanted to give you the maximum value for your time today with inside this show um, and really kind of diagnose an entire marketing campaign start to finish, which with the objective to really give you listeners an idea of how to diagnose your marketing campaigns, Right. And so this all really began because one of the trends I see inside of our consulting relationships, now keep in mind that we manage and help manage clinics, you know, that see 200 a week all the way to as high as 1200 and 1500 a week. Um, and so we've seen a lot of different trends from businesses at different size. And most notably, one of the main things I see, especially within our new relationships is that individuals like to look at their marketing as too black and white. And what I mean by that is they will typically say something to the effect of my marketing does not work. And that's where the journey ends. And essentially what that means is that the outcome is not being produced. There's not money being made. But more importantly, what we have to consider on this episode today is not so much that the marketing doesn't work. The question is, where is the gap within the process, right? Because like anything in life, marketing exists on a continuum scale, meaning it's not black and white. It exists somewhere in the middle of black and white, right? And so to make this concept very simple, I like to think about marketing as quite simply a manufacturing line. And really what that means, if you think about a manufacturing line, some industrial warehouse, right? Let's say this place, they take sheet metal and they put the sheet metal through a bunch of different processes and eventually comes out a metal water bottle, right? So it starts as a piece of boring sheet metal, gets manipulated, and then ultimately becomes a water bottle. Well, that is exactly how your marketing works as well. Because you begin with starting with a lead, that turning that lead into really an interest in the business, then qualifying that interest, getting that interest to come in the door, and eventually get an opportunity to take that interest into an actual patient inside of the practice, right? And so it does become more of a manufacturing line. And if we look at it as a manufacturing line, then we can be much more objective in terms of the data and in terms of discovering where the real bottleneck is within the acquisition system. Acquisition means 
acquiring something, right? So in an acquisition system for patients means that the patient has to be acquired. They can't be a lead. They can't be a show. They have to be a converted patient. That's how we acquire them, right? And so what I want to do right now is break down really five, maybe six things within the acquisition system that are most notably the bottlenecks, right? And a lot of times, like some of this is going to be very obvious and then other things are going to not be so obvious. I'm going to give you some hyper-tactical things that you can look at inside of your own business right now today to really hopefully add, you know, another couple thousand dollars to your pocket monthly without spending another dime on ads, right? And so let's break down the six different things, really five or six different things inside of uh, a whole funnel of acquisition and really how those things can cause different bottlenecks depending on the nature, right? So the first thing to look at within your practice and your marketing, and this one's easy, everyone knows this one, is volume of opportunity, right? So straight up lead flow. What is the number of leads you're getting every 30 days? That's easy math, right? How many opportunities are we getting every 30 days? And then how many of those opportunities are scheduling an initial appointment with the office, right? So what we look at is two things. One is leads. Lead is a first name, last name, phone number, and email. That one's easy. Then what we try to do is we try to get a very high percentage, usually about 70% of all the leads that we generate to actively request an appointment time with the office. And what that means is that you want to have a scheduling system in which a lead can put in their info, and then on the next page, they can actually put in uh, their info again to schedule an appointment. So they'll actually select one of your new patient hours, put in their info, and then select an appointment, and then wait for you to follow up with them, okay? That's the scheduling system. You want to try to get as many leads to actively schedule times as humanly possible because what happens then is when you reach out to them via phone, if they schedule an appointment, they will much more likely take the phone call. So when you call them, the probability that they pick up an answer becomes much greater when they initially request an appointment time. And quite simply, the main reason for that is just that when you can become a lead and put in your name anywhere and not think twice. But when you actually go onto a calendar, choose a time and put in your information, you know as a human being that you just booked with another human being. So the intent is much higher in that case, which means that because the intent is higher, when you reach out to them, they're more likely to answer the phone and have a higher level of compliance, right? So you want to look at the number of leads and the number of schedules that you're getting on a monthly basis, okay? If you're not getting at least 20 at-bats a month in terms of like scheduled appointments per month, I would definitely look at the lead flow. 20 is usually the bare minimum you need to see inside of a clinic. Yes, maybe there are some boutique listeners who you could do with less at higher fees, but 20 schedules a month of people that just actively select times, that's a great number to start because you're going to have good flow, right? So that was the first piece is just volume of opportunity. The second one is a little bit more advanced. And I think it's one of the ones that people overlook and that's the phones, right? And so a lot of times, a lot of juice, a lot of fruit is lost within a system because the phones are mismanaged or just not managed at all in some cases, right? And so what do we mean by phones? Well, when you're scheduling people online, especially through Google ads and Facebook ads and things that are creating like a good amount of volume, you want to force every one of those bookings to take a, a phone call. So like, let's say Jill requests an appointment with your office. We will force Jill to take a phone call with someone on your team, whether that's you or someone on your staff, 
And the main reason is for qualification, right? So what think about the journey of the person. When they first see your ad, they click on it. Then what happens is they become they come on lead, first name, last name, phone number, and email, and then they request an appointment. Up to then, there has been no human interaction. So there's no rapport and you have no you have no dictation on what they're even interested in your office, right? So what we do is we reach out to them. So your team reaches out and just has a short conversation, right? Just to figure out what's the pain, what, you know, what inside of that advertisement really got that person to take action and give us their information. So what took gave them the action clause, right? So figuring out, hey, what's going on? What's the pain? Okay, you've got XYZ going on. What have you tried in the past to resolve it, right? And then figuring out like, hey, like, are there any other things like just quick questions that that person may have just naturally, right? So it's a good chance to build a little bit of rapport with the team. And what happens is sometimes the phones is like, again, we're not going to get any like any scripting and anything like that today. That's a whole three hour session, but the phones, like a few things matter, what, right? Speed to lead. So how fast you can pick, get, get in touch with the lead that matters, right? Tonality and pacing on the call. So making sure that you have somebody on your team who's warm, who's friendly, who's inviting, right? That matters. And then also just making sure we're using the right language. That's going to help qualify the patient. So we want to make sure that, Hey, this person has a problem. We can for sure help with that problem. And they've also tried different things in the past, meaning they're vested in finding a solution, right? So we're looking to make sure that they're even in our wheelhouse. Now, if we get somebody on the phone and we know that we can't help them, like, well, hey, we'll send them on their way. We'll give them a referral. We'll send them somewhere else and we'll take care of them. If it's someone that we can help and they seem vested in coming in, then we'll go ahead and confirm the appointment, right? So the phones are super important. And I think that a lot of people overlook the phones. In fact, I think people try to outsource the phones a little bit too quick at times. And one thing that I've seen that can be detrimental as far as lead volume in terms of just conversion inside the office is really outsourcing that too soon, right? So people ask like, you know, should I hire somebody to manage my phones, meaning like an external call center, right? In a lot of cases, the answer is perhaps, right? So if I'm hiring a call center, Knowing that that call center is going to be my first touch with my new business, I am going to majorly vet that call center to make sure they have skilled employees on the phone. They have redundancy in team to make sure that they always have somebody that can have a quick time to lead because, again, speed to lead matters. I want to make sure they're very chiropractic specific so they can speak the language of chiropractic well. And I want to make sure they're held accountable through data that they're sending me weekly or maybe every other week at a max just to make sure we can monitor their calls mutually, Right. So again, if you're thinking about outsourcing the phones, just remember that is a, that is a very important touch point that is going to have a ripple effect downstream, meaning that how you treat somebody on the phone is going to massively have an impact on how their compliance is in the office and how the conversion is at the end of the day too, or whatever pre-sales process you're doing, right? So the phones are something to not be taken lightly. If you're doing less than 20000 a month and listening, you should make all your calls. You need to develop the skill yourself as the business leader, as the director, right? You need to become ruthless on the phone so that you can acquire the skill necessary for long-term success, number one. And number two, because you have the skill, then you can eventually hire somebody on the team to really do that activity for you. And you'll be effectively able to manage them because you also know how to do the skill. You can't manage what you don't know. So if you're doing less than 20K a month, I highly suggest that you personally make the calls to all the leads. You have the most vested interest in the business, right? If you're doing above 20K, getting in close to like 50, 60, 70, 80, I would just hire somebody part-time. And I mean, if you're doing a couple hundred grand a month, you could probably help me hire somebody full-time 
Or at that point, you have enough cash surplus that you could hire a very good vendor to do it. But you don't want to do that right away. You want to take extreme ownership of those phone calls, especially until you at least get to between 20 and 50,000 a month. Okay. So that phones are a big linchpin. So I would look at your phone system and say, how are we doing on our calls in terms of how fast are we responding to leads? How many times are we reaching out? How's our personality on the phones? How's our pacing? How's our tone? And then how is our actual wordplay to make sure that we're qualifying correctly, right? The second, excuse me, the third, we're actually, so the first piece was the lead flow, right? The second was the phones and how well we're managing the phones. The third is the show, right? So sometimes I find that people are speaking with individuals on the phone, but that individual is still ghosting for the appointment or they're canceling at the last minute and that kind of stuff, right? So the show actually relates a little bit back to the phone because you want to make sure that you're using a little bit of lock language, right? So typically, I'll give you some actual like language and some hyper tactical stuff that you guys can use inside the business right now if you're listening. So if you're finding that you're getting a lot of people on the phone, but those people are still not coming in the door and your no show rate is a little bit higher than you'd like to see, we need to add a little bit of psychological pressure on the back end, right? So when I wrap up an appointment with somebody, let's say I'm speaking with Jill. What I would do with Jill is I would basically say, all right, Jill, I've got you confirmed for Tuesday at 10 a.m. And just to be clear, Jill, like you're 100% going to be able to make that time, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll be there. Awesome. And really the reason I ask is because we just want to make sure we make the best use of our time together. The doctor is going to set aside his, his or her personal time for you. So we just want to make sure that we're going to make the best use of time together inside the office. Okay. Second thing, I'm also going to start putting together, Jill, your welcome package. That's going to be giving you an entire walkthrough of how we do business in this office and how you can expect to heal at a, a really quick rate. And that's going to give you a really good idea on what to expect during your journey inside of our office. So I'll put, start putting that together, Jill, and we'll look forward to seeing you Tuesday at 10 a.m. Right. So I'm using a little bit of language like that. Now, that was just kind of off the cuff. I got a little bit more like deep scripting inside the program. But that being said, the idea there is you're going to use a little bit of like, and you're 100% going to be able to make that time. And like, if you're even feeling more skeptical based on their answer, you can say something to the effect of, and no, nothing personally, nothing professionally. I mean, especially if it's at like a weird time of day. I know it's kind of at like 2 p.m. Everything's all good there. You know, like you're really making sure that person's going to be there, Right. And because humans love being consistent with their word. And so you're getting people to just act in a consistent manner in terms of, yes, I'm going to be at that time. Yes, I'm going to be at that time. And so when it comes down to the actual day of the appointment, I mean, hopefully it's not too far out, but let's say it's even three, four days out. There's always going to be some remorse like, oh, my schedule got busy today or something's going on with the kids. And so by using that lock close and a little bit of reciprocation with the welcome package, you're ultimately able to create a little bit of influence over that person and really get them to comply with the system. That's really all we're looking for here is a little bit of compliance, right? And it's true, you know, like, hey, like the doctor's going to set the side of time. We just want to make sure that we make the best use of our clinical time together, right? So there's no 100% truth there. If you're finding that, you know, your shows are not so hot, try adding in some language like that, but make sure the tonality is correct. You don't want to be like, and Jill, you're you're 100% going to make it, Jill, right? I mean, this is really important, Jill. Like, you, you got to make it here. Like, you can't be doing stuff like that, right? You got to be using light tone out and, and just really curious. And Jill, like, I know 2 p.m., like, that's kind of a weird slot, I know. But, you know, personally and professionally, like, your schedule looks okay for that? 
yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Cool, cool. All right, excellent. Well, hey, here's what we're going to do for you. Boom, boom, boom. You're getting people to be consistent. People want to act in consistency with their own word, right? So if you're having a hard time with shows, I would definitely implement that and um, really just make sure that they're, you're, you're having some pressure on them. It's a two-way street, you know? And you can't serve them if they don't serve themselves. So like, hey, as a, as a professional human being, one human being the next, I need you to be here because it's my time as well. That's essentially what we're saying, but a little bit nicer, right? So that's the shows. So look at that and look at the phones a little bit more when it comes to the shows, because the phones are, again, a massive linchpin in that. And then if you're finding that people are still not showing and you're even you do it using good language, using good tonality, you may consider adding a little down payment or prepayment for the appointment as well. Okay. Next piece is the actual like conversion, right? So at the beginning of the episode, we talked about diagnosing a marketing campaign. And so some of the listeners now, if you're listening, you may be wondering why the hell are we talking about conversion? I thought we were going to talk about marketing, right? Well, here's the truth is that sales and marketing, they work together. They are not mutually exclusive things, especially in today's world. They're one in the same. And so sometimes a marketing campaign may be producing a lot of leads. It may have a very good person on the phone. Very good, good tonality, good scripting, good pacing, just consistent on the phones, getting a lot of the appointments confirmed, getting a lot of people that have expressed interest to get a confirmed interest, right? And even people are showing up in the door, right? So the marketing is working great. Lots of opportunities, and those opportunities are making it in the door. But for some reason, when asked, the marketing campaign still doesn't work, right? It seems all great. Leads, shows, what else does the marketing do? Well, it all works together with the sale. So within sales, we will look at conversion, okay? And a couple of different ideas here. The business model matters a lot in chiropractic. So let's look at a basic example here. If you ha are spending $5,000 a month on marketing, not a lot. I know some people spend a lot more than that, but let's say five grand for easy math, right? 5,000 bucks a month on marketing. And people are coming into your office and you're charging them $50 a visit, right? And they're paying as they go. Okay. So if, if you spend five grand and people come in at pay at time of service, pay as you go, and they pay you $50 per each session, you have to add 100 sessions every single month. So 100 sessions. So some person might come for three. Some people might come for four. Doesn't matter how many people. You have to minimally add 100 new sessions, 100 new visits a month to break even. Not even to make money, to break even, right? And that's a lot to do in 30 days, okay? Considering that people are going to, again, it's pay as they go. So they're going to fall off whenever they want to, right? So as we look at that, it would be hard for marketing to support that economic model. Because no matter how much money you spend on the front end, there is insufficient cash flow production because the machine of business, the economic model, it does not yield enough profit. You're not able to collect enough up front. You're not able to collect enough monthly, right? So the paper visit model is a very tough model to scale, okay? Especially in cash basis. Insurance, it depends on the model. There's some personal injury. I get all that. But I'm talking about cash model, pay as you go, very tough model. Very, very tough model, right? And it's very hard to get any marketing system to work, right? Because the main thing there is, again, there's not enough cash per conversion. 
That's the big secret here. So within marketing, we're looking at, okay, yes, what's the conversion? And let's look at a percentage and units sold. So like number of new patients converted monthly, and then ultimately what was the percentage? We'll look at that. But we need to also look at what was the upfront cash collected, which would be the same day, like ROF on day two, and they converted how much was collected on that day, upfront cash collected, and then 90 day cash collected. So those are usually the metrics we're looking at upfront and 90 day, which gives us a health on how much we're getting immediately onset the relationship and then how much we're going to collect over the 90 days as far as deal size, right? So within that structure, conversions matter in the sense of, yes, you want to convert at a decent percentage, but you also want to make sure that every time you have a conversion, you make sufficient profit, okay? Because when you're doing paper visit, everybody converts. That's the big secret is you don't really have to convert anybody. They're paying as they go. There's no buy-in, right? You have to pay today. You come back, I'll give you a service. You pay tomorrow. That's not a sale. To a certain degree, it's not. A sale is more, hey, you're going to come in for this chunk of visits and you're going to pay in full to get a discount or you're going to pay monthly so that we can actually get you under care for a little bit longer duration of time, right? And so again, you can see how those models are drastically different as a pay-as-you-go compared to some sort of, uh, some sort of a plan, right? So that, that's what I would look at is how much money am I able to collect upfront and how much money am I collecting over 90 days? Because that's going to give you an idea on how many conversions you need to break even on whatever your marketing spend is, whether you're spending $2,000 a month, $5,000, $10,000 a month. The question is, is how many do I need to break even? How many new patient signups do I need to break even? And then how many do I need to 2X or 3X? Ideally, you want to have a business model where 2X and 3X is feasible every single month, right? Meaning that if you're selling 2,500 hour care plans, 36 visit, 2,500 bucks, and you sell two of those, you break even, and anything above two becomes profit. If you sell four, you double your money, right? Four people, you double your money versus having to add 100 visits, 100 shows, 100 visits on the paper visit model, right? You can see how the break-even point is drastically different there. And one model just creates a lot more consistent cash than the other. And to get a little bit deeper on that, the patients that pay for those care plans are the patients that are going to have the best compliance in the office. They're going to send the most referrals. They're going to be most committed to making a lifestyle change. And you're going to get paid the most. That's a win, you know? So that's what I would look at too, because a marketing campaign can be unsuccessful in terms of ROI just because there is insufficient cash flow per conversion to the clinic. So you want to make sure that you don't want to convert everybody. You want to convert a good percentage at a great price so that you're ultimately reimbursed as the provider. You don't have to worry about cash and you can just focus on serving your patients and serving your family at a high level. Okay. So the last one here outside conversion is KPIs. So just having the right metrics. Okay. So what's your show rate? What's your conversion rate? What's your upfront cash collected on the first day? What's your 90-day cash collected? How many new patients are signing up monthly? How much is that costing you? So if you get 10 people to sign up and you spend 3000 on marketing, $300 per acquisition, right? What's your cost of acquisition? And then looking at number of leads and then also monitoring the phones, right? So number of calls that are being made daily, you know, how the tonality is on the phones, how the scripting is adhered to, how the show rate is based on the phone call, right? Those are just marketing metrics all within the system. And you can see how there's so many different fall points, right? 
But I hope it, this podcast gave you an idea as to like all the different possibilities that people can fall off on so that you can really do a little bit of homework inside of your own business to go and gather that data, look at all the metrics side by side and say, hey, like, how are we doing on the phones? How is our show percentage? How is our conversion? Hey, when we do convert, are we making enough money, right? Check a, take a look at all of that because it all works together. And I think that what you'll find is that there may be one or two things that you can minorly tweak that's really going to ultimately provide you a massive ROI in terms of your marketing, right? So this has been another episode, my friends. Hope you got some value from it. If you did, feel free to share the show. We grow on word of mouth around here. So if you got value, I uh, look forward to seeing you at the next episode. And uh, I hope everybody listening got some value here today and can able to implement into their clinic and really start scaling with some easy information. All right, guys, we'll chat soon. Peace.